How much control do we really have? Something that we think about in our our own daily lives and interacting with the living. But uh, something else that uh, oftentimes pops up when we're talking about the dead, when we're talking about ghosts. How much control do we really have? Any? Other than just hoping that our will influences another's? Do we have the ability to help something cross over? Really, truly, do we? Do we have the ability to just point out the obvious? Do we have the ability to point out things that maybe one may not see on the other side? It's an interesting thing to think about. Quite often, I think it's almost assumed that the living in some ways have more power than the dead, and then the dead may have more power than the living in other ways. But is that truly the case? These are all things that we as humans seem to almost assign as uh, our, our powers, whether we have them or not. On today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online, EPP bonus episode number 302, we're going to hear about people interacting with spirits in very different ways. Peaceful walk in the woods turns into a nightmare for a bus driver as he discovers an abandoned homestead and a spirit seeming to seek peace. Then what do a series of mysterious symbols mean that seem to follow members of a single family? Just keep popping up on them. Different places, even on their bodies. Same times, what is the meaning of it all? And what do you do when a spirit wants to cross over, yet the people in control of the environment really don't want that spirit to cross over? They want it there. It's kind of part of the attraction, if you will. What do you do if you feel you can be the one that helps them cross over. We'll talk about all of that in today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. Like I said, EPP bonus episode number 302. My name's Tony Bruschi. Stay with us. Putting yourself in someone else's shoes, sometimes much easier said than done. Empathy is really what we're talking about. Some folks are better at it than others. Sometimes you just need to take the moment to to do so. What's interesting about the paranormal and ghosts is that sometimes we, without even getting notice, take on those feelings, those emotions. They just come to us and suddenly we're feeling very down or very up, very sad, very excited, very whatever. Now, some will look at that and go, well, that's like a possession or something of some sort. Not necessarily. Not when they're not necessarily taking over your body. You're just feeling. You're absorbing. It's like a smell. When you smell a chocolate chip cookie, you don't become the chocolate chip cookie. But when you sense sadness and fear... Maybe in someone or something that's no longer physically there. You're not becoming that person, but you are certainly feeling and sensing their emotions. That happens quite often in our stories. In our next story, we hear about a gentleman who goes for a walk in the woods, discovers an old abandoned house, and also discovers what seems to be a man that follows and then vanishes. After doing some research, he puts some pieces together to try and identify who he is and why he was there that one fateful afternoon. Take a listen.
This story happened to me last summer in 2019. I'm a school bus driver. There's not a lot of summer work if you're a school bus driver. But if you've been doing it for a long time, the chances of getting some nice summer work are much better. Well, I've been driving long enough, so I'm pretty much guaranteed to get my favorite work, which is a charter package taking students on various field trips throughout the summer. It's great. Most of the places even let the bus drivers in for free. Water parks, state parks, amusement parks, museums, skating rinks, movies, plays, even professional baseball and hockey games. Well, I decided last summer to work for a different district, which switched up the co-workers I worked with, the staff, the students and the locations. One of the locations happened to be near Lake Minnetonka. If you're a long way from the school, but a simple enough drive. After dropping the kiddos off at the play area, I parked the bus and had several hours to explore the park before having to pick the students back up to bring them back to the school. So I got my backpack ready with my lunch. I set out, followed a road down a steep hill that led to a lake where some people were fishing on the dock and a bathroom and storage shack outside of which was a trolley with a teenage park employee selling ice cream. It was such a beautiful sunny day. The water sparkled on the lakes. Birds sang. Everything was simply perfect. It was about to get even better. Wooded paths are my favorite. I love the seclusion, the shade, the trees, squirrels, peacefulness of it all. Even better are the unpaved wooded trails. Sure enough, behind the lot used to park boats and such was an unpaved trailhead heading into the woods. This could not get any better. I thought to myself and I headed into the woods. Whole park I had seen so far felt very new and well-maintained, and I was happy to find an area that was wilder. I always thought the newer, recently developed areas had an air of fakeness to them. Less genuine. I don't know. I prefer older areas. So I'm headed down this path, and it starts sloping upwards sharply. That's when it hit me. A heavy sense of dread. Thick, like a black cloud surrounding the area. For the first time on... Well, any of my hikes, I wish I had someone else with me so I could ask them if they felt it too. My senses were picking up a gorgeous sunny day, but my heart, my soul, it was sensing that something was terribly wrong. Walking along, I felt myself grimace. What is that? I'd never felt anything like this in the woods before. Nature's always brought me a sense of peace. I kept going, now just wondering if I can figure this out. Then I saw someone peeking at me from behind a tree. He was wearing a dark suit, had a mustache, and a bowler hat. He had dark hair. I turned my head towards him, and he was gone. I walked over and looked around the tree. Nothing. Must be the light and shadows playing tricks on me. The dark, heavy feeling still haunting me. Frowning, I moved on. Then, I freaking saw him again, and again. He vanished, and again I checked out the area, and again nothing. I was not afraid. I was sure my eyes were just playing tricks on me. What worried me more at the time was the heavy feeling in my chest that I could not explain. Then I saw it, something that literally made me exclaim out loud, what the fuck? Now, I've seen some weird things in my adventures through the unpaved areas, makeshift fire pitch, the beer cans and liquor bottles scattered around. I could almost feel the laughter and joy shared at the secret parties that happened at these places, areas that looked like they had been set up for religious rituals. I even found an abandoned campsite with a tent still there, though crushed, trash scattered about. Maybe a homeless person was found out, uh, would be my guess, and there was a strange thing. This was... Definitely the strangest thing that I'd ever seen or had since seen, mostly due to the newness of the area. I'd stumbled upon the ruins of an old two-story house. 
The outer walls were stone and mud, and the only part of the house was still standing an empty shell of its former self. The roof had caved in into the second floor, which had caved into the first floor, which was caving into the basement. The inside walls had some graffiti scrawled on them, but I didn't recognize it. There was a sad, tiny wire fence around it, and broken glass and fallen rubble littering the ground all around this house. I walked around it, studying it. There had been a lot of foot traffic around there. Paths all worn around the house. It was not a secret house by any means, surely. Strange, but not secret. Once I'd gotten my fill of the house, I moved on. I was kind of excited about my find. It had picked up my spirits, for a little while anyway. A dreadful feeling gradually crept back in, though. Now, this might sound strange, but I had a small statue of the Roman god Mercury on my backpack. Mercury is a protector of travelers, so I kept him on my bus for luck. During the summer, you do not get to have the same bus every trip, so I tied him to my backpack so he'd always be there. Even if you don't really believe in that sort of thing, the peace of mind that relaxes any anxiety and therefore helps bring more clarity to your mind while you're driving will make you feel safer if you have a little faith in it, even if it is just the placebo effect kicking in. So I pulled my focus into my little statue. Mercury also helps lost souls find their way to the other side. It's a messenger between humans and the others, whoever you believe they are. And that's where we're going to pause the preview portion of EPP bonus episode number 302 of Real Ghost Stories Online. If you want to hear the rest of the episode, become an extra podcast person in EPP. We make it so easy. Just go to ghostpodcast.com and sign up there. Or if you prefer Patreon, it's a great app. You can uh, download all of the content there as well. Just go to patreon.com slash real ghost stories and sign up there. Five bucks a month gets you access to all 302 bonus episodes in their entirety. You get advanced episodes of the show commercial free uh, weeks before the release to the public. I also throw in our ebook and our uh, audiobook as well. Those are both like $15 values if you buy them separately on uh, Amazon or Audible. But uh, here you get them when you're an EPP for five bucks. So right there, $30 value. You get those included when you sign up. Ghostpodcast.com or Patreon.com. To become an EPP, we'll uh, talk about the rest of this story. Also, uh, what do a series of mysterious symbols mean when they seem to follow members of a single family? And what do you do when a spirit wants to cross over, yet the people who seem to be more in control of their that environment don't want that to be happening? We'll talk about all of that in the rest of this EPP bonus episode. Get it at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Until next time, I'm Tony Bruschi. Thanks for listening. This might look like a normal job, but it's not. When hackers infiltrate networks and steal or destroy proprietary data, we're all at risk. Becca used to be a mid-level programmer until she earned a master's degree in cybersecurity online at Grand Canyon University. Now she's setting sophisticated honeypots to lure and catch hackers. What do you think protecting your company looks like? GCU offers over 175 high-quality online programs like this one. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.